Welcome to This Week in Sports with Eric and Cousin Dave. As always, I'm Eric Weirdo, flying solo um, on this episode. Um, unfortunately for a lot of us, we all know it. Work, reality, all that stuff gets in the way. Uh, so I'll take this uh, all alone. Not a problem. So let's get into it. First off, history in LA. You got Albert Pujols hitting 700 home runs. I mean, just imagine if he stayed healthy. Those some of those big years in Anaheim. You know those foot issues. He might be the all-time home run king. The debate has always been: Is he better than Miguel Cabrera, who's the best hitter of the era? I mean, it's hands down. It is Albert Pujols, especially what he's done this year. Conspiracists can say. People are pitchers are grooving him to get because he is retiring, but no, it. I mean, he's just that good of a hitter. Um, awesome, awesome to see that. Um, I think within the last two seasons in baseball, we've seen we'll have seen the last three thousand hitter, the last five hundred home run, and I think for sure the last seven home run, seven hundred home run hitter. Um, but Albert Pujols. Um, He's a machine for a reason. He's done so much for the game. And he's uh, he's the best hitter of the era. It's hands down that is that is where we're at. Um, there's no debate anymore. It is it is him and then it's it is him and then it's uh Cabrera. That's the best too, but it's a distant second for Miggy. Um, but we're winding down the baseball season. You've got the, obviously the Dodgers have clinched. St. Louis Cardinals have clinched. The Cleveland Guardians shocking everyone this year. Youngest team. Uh, youngest team, fourth lowest payroll. AL Central champions. Good for, good for Cleveland. Um, Yankees clinched. Houston clinched. The only division we're waiting on is the NL East, and that's coming down to the wire between Atlanta and the Mets. And I said a couple weeks ago that that's the race to keep an eye on. And we've got we've got the division coming down to that series the, this coming weekend. We're in the final weekend of the season. And... Yeah, it's a. It's going to be interesting to see how, see how it goes. Um, because you have the Mets and the Braves playing each other. So. Oh, uh, this is the this is the series. This is the season. Who gets the wild card? Who gets uh who gets the division? Definitely the two best teams in the East. Great pitching, great hitting. Love when it comes down to this. So definitely keep your eyes open on that. But yeah, that's uh, baseball right there. Kind of wrapped up. History, divisions. We'll definitely go over the playoffs coming up when that occurs. 
but we'll just go right into let's go right into the recap of the of the seasons uh, of the week so far um, in college football and yeah week four week four is not been Georgia only won by 17 over Kent State. Uh, just a, kind of unexpected, but that defense is still really good. Alabama allowed Vanderbilt to score for the first time in a long time. I can't remember what it was. Ohio State, dominant over Wisconsin. The game of the week, I felt, was... Clemson Wake Forest um, in Winston Salem. You know, double overtime, 51 45 win by Clemson. Clemson really outplayed Wake that game. Um, and Wake just kept bouncing back. It, it was just really good football game to watch. And then you had the upset of Kansas State beating Oklahoma. Kansas State plays Oklahoma so well. There's teams that just match up against certain teams, and K-State is that team for Oklahoma. They just match up. And you have a similar one as well in the in the Pac-12. Oregon State and USC. Oregon State somehow always plays USC really well and 17 to 14, and the line was five and a half. USC five and a half. USC's defense is not that good. And they're the seventh-ranked team in the country. Uh, just very good. Very good offense, but defense, they're a little, eh. I mean, it's very suspect. But then you had then you had Kentucky winning by eight over Northern Illinois. You have this question marks there. Will Levis, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's probably the third quarterback taken this year. And then you got Arkansas, Texas A&M played at Jerry World in Arlington, and Arkansas. That's a tough way to lose. You got a kicker drilled it, and there's there was an article I read. That said, oh well, if they were playing elsewhere, that kick's good because it went it would have gone over the upright, right over it, um, which is a good kick. But the uprights are five feet higher in the NFL, and he didn't hit the upright; he hit the very top of it, um, and it just took a bad bounce forward. If it had fallen backwards, I think it would have been a good kick. Um, would have been interesting to see how they ruled it, but yeah, it's going to be that's just a tough loss for Arkansas. Tennessee, really good game um, in Nayland Stadium. Florida almost had, I mean, they had a chance. They recovered an onside kick, had their chances, and just couldn't capitalize. And it's just a you know, Dave is very high on Tennessee. I still have my question marks about them too, but 
so far they're looking pretty good. And then NC State. This is a team a lot of people think could pull out the pull out the ACC. Dominant win over UConn. Utah with a big win over Arizona State. Penn State struggled early, but pulled away from Central Michigan. Washington State blew that blew a big opportunity uh, against Oregon. They had Oregon on the ropes and allowed 29 points in the fourth quarter. That is very ugly. <laughs> uh, no matter how you no matter how you shake it, that's just bad defense. What they had the lead is just Man, that's just brutal. A uh, brutal way to lose Washington State. Ole Miss pu- barely pulling away from Tulsa. Baylor with a nice win. Tough game on the road in Ames. Washington, dominant win over Stanford. BYU bounced back. Texas, Texas Tech, great game there, and what a what a win that was! Crazy last minutes of that game, teams just going down. But the biggest upset, I mean, you can look at all the you can look at K State, Middle Tennessee, going into Miami and just beating them. I mean, they outplayed them every aspect of the game. They just flat out dominated Miami, and. This is Miami's issue. Um, I know we said they're a year away. I still have to believe that, but this is an issue that's plagued Miami coaches. They, of their recent stretches, they've had bad losses to teams they shouldn't beat or they shouldn't lose to. Sorry, and this is one of them. I mean, this is Middle Tennessee State is, but Miami. I mean, it's. This is Miami supposed to be on the rebound, and they didn't. I mean, that's just a it's a horrible loss. It's it's a horrible loss for them. It's a horrible loss for Mario Cristobal in his first year as the prodigal son returning to his school. And yeah, it's going to take some time in Miami, but that's a game you have to win if you're Miami. I'm sorry, that's just, that was it. And then you had Michigan, Maryland, which was ugly. It was an ugly game for Michigan, um, and it needed to happen. 3-0 and coming off playing the worst teams in the country, and Maryland outplayed them in the, most of that first half, first quarter especially. Um, and then you had, and Michigan caught some breaks. Uh, very early in the game, opening kickoff goes right off the returner's face, face mask. Michigan recovered and scored on the first play. And then you had an interception by DJ Turner that very, very likely was not going to be was not going to be overturned or was going to be overturned as an inter, as an incomplete pass. But for some reason, it never got reviewed. Maryland didn't do a challenge, so. Michigan caught a break there, and that just kind of turned it. 
uh, Blake Corum, 30 carries, 243 yards, two TDs. Uh, he's emerging as a Heisman candidate. It's for a lot of people, and it's just a it was a tough t- tough test for Michigan, and they have a tough test coming up at Iowa City on this weekend. So that's a that's a recap um, preview in Week Five. Uh, we got a game tomorrow: Utah State BYU. Friday: Washington UCLA. UCLA is four zero. Despite the attendance um, at the Rose Bowl, which is beyond dismal, uh, could be a fun game to watch. Then you got Michigan, Iowa, Kentucky, Ole Miss should be fun. Oklahoma, TCU, another team that could pull off an upset. Purdue, Minnesota. Minnesota's having a great year. This team could come out of the West. Um, It's going to come down to the last week of the year. I think Wisconsin and Minnesota. So that's going to be very entertaining, I think, to watch that season progress. But Minnesota's looking good. PJ Flex done a hell of a job with that program, rowing the boat, um, and getting, that, getting the job done. And then you have Alabama, Arkansas. Could be a fun game. It's in. Uh, it's in Arkansas, so that crowd's going to be wild. Fun game to watch there. Rutgers, Ohio State, well, whatever. Um, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Big Ten shootout, likely. That's going to be fun. Wake Forest at Florida State, depending on everything that goes on there, weather-wise, but two close teams. Florida State looking pretty decent. He got Georgia, Missouri, which Missouri is just not that good. Game of the week, though. Clemson, NC State. This is gonna be a. This is the game that. This, these are the two teams. This is. This is a game that really could have decide that division. A very, very easily, a fun game to watch. And then the late game, Stanford, Oregon. Stanford's an enigma, um, but it's at Oregon at night. Definitely put Oregon on that one. That's 17. Oregon by 17 on that one, and I would I like that a lot. But that's the that's going to wrap up the college football portion of this uh, episode NFL wow um <laughs> some craziness uh, in week 3 Steelers Browns er, decent game Bears Texans Rokon Smith uh, with a great pick late. Set up the game-winning drive. Tight ends Raiders. I'll touch on that in a little bit about the Raiders. Colts stunning the Chiefs. Vikings, Lions, which 
I'll talk on that one too. Ravens, Patriots, Ravens doing really well there. Joe Burrow bounced back. Good bounce back game against the Jets. Eagles are for real. Uh, 24-8 win over the Commanders. Carolina beat the Saints 22-14. The Jaguars, Chargers, definitely no one saw that coming. 38-10. I have my thoughts on that. Rams, Cardinals, not really the surprise there. Rams, though, are are definitely not the same team from last year. Falcons, Seahawks, Green Bay, Tampa. Green Bay with a nice win, defensive, really defensive battle. And then we had the ugly, ugly game on Sunday night. 49ers, Broncos, which... It was a punting show. Uh, Just very ugly game. I I mean, it was unwatchable for me. And then you had the Giants-Cowboys Monday night. Shocker, this is always a primetime game. At least one of these matchups is. But Cooper Rush has looked good uh, in the absence of Dak. 21 of... 31 for 215 and a 1 TD. Uh, very serviceable back, very serviceable backup. Um, and we'll see how Dallas goes from here. But like I said, I have my thoughts on a few of these games. Um, but first off, on the same day in hilarious news, we had in the Bills, Beng- in the Bear- Bills Dolphins game, we had. The butt punt. And on Sunday night, we had Jimmy G doing his bat, doing a Sato version of Dan Orlowski out of the end zone for a safety. Great moments in football, right there. Um, but yeah, the butt punt in that game was. Miami's defense, I question them a lot, but they did pretty well. Uh, Josh Allen still threw for 400 yards. He still threw for two TDs, but overall they shut him down, and the Dolphins put up a big, uh, a big win for their career for this season. Uh, this puts them as the only undefeated team left um, with the Chiefs loss and the Bills loss, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of question marks are a lot of question marks uh, in the going into that game and who's the best that you are who your record says you are. And Dolphins are 3 0. Um, this is a fun team. So we'll definitely keep an eye on how they go from there. The Raiders are 0-3. I don't know what to say here. Um, This is a team that should not be 0-3. And it might just prove that Josh McDaniels is is not a coach. He's a great coordinator, great scheme. But maybe his but his 
Maybe he just doesn't coach. Just can't coach it. It and it happens. Um, it's unfortunate, but you might be looking at that. You might be looking at that for him. This is second shot. They're technically, if you're looking at a, if you're looking at it from what he did to Indy a few years back, but hey, okay. uh, we'll see there. Um, and then he got. You got the Eagles. This team's for real. Um, I've said it. Um, Jalen Hurts is looking really good. Devontae Smith's looking good. I mean, that's a great, great duo right there. But the Jags. Um, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is looking good this year. Um, I think Doug Peterson is a hell of a coach. I think he kind of got the raw deal in Philly. But and he should not have been fired. Um, but it also, and out of the theory, I wish Dave was on to debate this, is maybe it was Doug Peterson that made Carson Wentz, not Frank Reich. Because um, we saw Frank Reich with Carson Wentz reunited in Indy. Still wasn't, and he still didn't elevate that play. Trevor Lawrence, one year with Meyer, and a rookie not looking good. Doug Peterson comes in. Obviously, you have a healthy Travis, Travis Etienne. Kind of gets some old line help. Trevor Lawrence is good. I mean, he's looking really good. Um, Jags are an interesting team. They're def- definitely not the same Jags from last year. And then there's my Lions. Uh, they continue to break my heart. But it doesn't shock me. I mean, Lions fans are so immune to this. You go for it fourth down every time, and then you try to kick a field goal and miss it, and Vikings go down and score. To win, basically. And yeah, the Lions had their chances, and he threw a pick, golf threw a pick, but it's just, it's just some of these issues. I mean, with Dan Campbell from last year, I still think he's a good, better coach, obviously, than what Lions have had in the past. But at some point, I mean, it's uh, the coaching staff. Some sometimes they're they just get ahead of themselves, and Dan Campbell admitted it. He screwed up. It was the wrong call. He knows it. He admitted it. That admitted it to the team, admitted it to the media. He's uh, I respect that. He's not gonna. He didn't pass the blame on anyone. He didn't pass. He didn't blame his coaches. Didn't throw players under the bus. He threw on. He threw himself on the grenade. I know I threw a lot of metaphors there, but it's a. But that's what I appreciate about him. He does a. He did a good job there saying it's my fault. I screwed up. Let's move on. It's a game the Lions should have won, but they didn't. But again, Lions fans listening, you guys know this. We went we lose games we should win. We win games we should lose. It it's just unfortunate part about being a Lions fan. And I will gladly take Dan Campbell over what we had in the past, but I would like to see some of these decisions, 
better decision making, better game management. Because I do think that hurts that has hurt us hurt the Lions. And uh yeah, we'll see how the rest of that season goes. With that being said, let's uh, jump into this week's preview. And we've got we've got some good games coming up. Week four, Thursday night, Dolphins, Bengals. Fun that's a fun little game. Cincinnati's favorite, minus four. Um, so very interesting, uh very interesting to see that, but with the way Miami's playing. But I think that's uh I think that's gonna be a very entertaining game to watch. But then you got we got our first London game this week, Viking Saints. Early football, I love that. Vikings are favored in that game. And then as far as the noon games, I mean, nothing, no noon game really stands out. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, a surprisingly good game to look on is Jags-Eagles. Just a fun, two fun young teams. Epic noon game, I would rank. Bills-Ravens. At Baltimore, two very good defenses, two very fun offenses. Chargers, Texans, Chargers. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to put blame on Brandon Staley for this, but when you have a when you have a team um like this and there's injuries that have piled up, you got Rashawn Slater who's out. Joey Bosa just went on the injured reserve. That's brutal. Um, Justin Herbert's still very good. Texans are still the Texans. But, yeah. Late slate. Late slate, you got Cardinals, Panthers, Patriots, Packers, Broncos, Raiders, night game. Who knows? It's going to be in Minnesota, depending on how the weather holds, but it's uh, Chiefs, Buccaneers. And then Monday night, Rams Niners wouldn't matter where this game is played. It's a home game for San Francisco. Um, it is in Santa Clara though, so it is a legit home game. Yes, I only joked about. Yes, I joked about how the Niners fans take over LA. Um. So, definitely. Uh, Definitely could be an interesting game there. See how the Rams play on the road um, at night this year for and uh go from there. Uh, I have not much else to say in this coming week. Um you're starting to see teams separate themselves. You're starting to see injuries pile up on teams. And it's unfortunate. Um, but one very fortunate thing, um Miles Garrett who wrecked his car after practice. Um, he did uh, He did sort of injure his shoulder and biceps, but that is very lucky. Um, very lucky that that's all he sustained. Um, shoulder sprain, bicep strain, minor lacerations, bumps and bruises, 
they don't know if he how long he'll be sidelined or if he'll be available this week. But he is very, very fortunate. Um, if you see the photo of that car, uh, it's whew, very, very lucky. Um, apparently, he went off the road. They were wearing seatbelts, sort of to avoid an animal, and overcorrected. But that is still under investigation, so we'll see on that. Uh, but very lucky that that's all it was for Miles Garrett and the female passenger. Um, it easily could have been very bad. So. Wish Miles Garrett the best. He's a hell of a defensive end. Um, and he's very lucky to be alive. So that is, uh, that's going to wrap up that. Little NBA, NHL news. NHL preseason is back. We're so close to hockey season. I am beyond excited for that. We see yeah, some preseason games already in the books. But one, uh, I know David wanted to talk about this. Um, a surprise deal um, was made um, when the Pistons, and continuing the Jazz rebuild, when the Pistons traded uh, Bojan Badanovic, which gives the Pistons an outside shooter, gives them a little depth at forward. And I like it. I mean, this is, I think he's, that that three point shot of his is gonna very is gonna help Cade, it's gonna help Ivy, it's gonna help Duran, um, Sadiq Bay, Stewart. I mean, this is gonna be a fun, fun Pistons team. Uh, it's rare for me to say things like that about the NBA, but it's kind of a shocking move out of no came out of nowhere. But I love it. Uh, I was, when I saw it go through, I was very excited for that deal. Tory Weaver's done a hell of a job at building this team. Um, hopefully, they can. Hopefully, they can get. Hopefully, they can get someone. Uh, hopefully, they can do make some noise this year. Um, and go from there, but we'll touch more on the NBA and NHL um, as uh, as we get closer to those seasons. Obviously, college football and NFL reign supreme. But that's going to wrap this up. I know this is short. Uh, just me flying solo. I do apologize if I was talking fast. Um, but as always, I'm Eric Weirda. Doing my first solo cast. And uh, join us next week. 